I feel like I get really uncomfortable when I catch myself living too comfortably, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of, I don't know what the word is. Um, but yeah, you know what, do you understand what I, yeah, it's like when you, you're like, oh my God, I've been doing kind of the same thing for this long. And uh, that is weird because I feel more comfortable when I'm doing crazy stuff or like going on adventures or something. I feel more, more fulfilled and I feel just more excited about life. Um, I like to be excited about life. There's so many exciting things going on. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Comfort Zone podcast series. I am your host, Farhan Bandeli. I am a global citizen and a digital nomad. I am so excited about our guest today. Jillian lives in the here and now. She follows her heart. She is a badass. She is excited about life and frequently challenges herself to step out of her comfort zone. You can find her in New Orleans creating art and music or driving clients in a petty cab. Today we explore how she stepped out of her comfort zone to create a new life for herself. We will also get to learn more about her relationship with nature, the fears she grappled with, how she persevered, and how the experience changed her. Hello. Hello. Hello, Jillian. Thank you. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. And thank you to the wonderful audience tuning in and who will be tuning in the futures. Um, <laughs> um, Jillian, I'd love to begin by having you spend a couple of minutes, um, you know, sort of um, introducing yourself and, you know, what is the Jillian Goods experience like? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a lot of things. Um, uh, well, right now, I guess I'll just say like where I am, where I am now is introduction. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm introducing myself. Um, but right now I'm in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I am a part-time musician. Uh, I also do like a pedicab and I do like commissions and draw things for people. Um, right now I'm working on a, a tour poster for a band called Tiny Dinosaur um, that I need to finish. Uh, I was going to work on tonight again. I go in little spurts where I just like kind of focus really intensely on something for a few hours and then I'll jump to the next thing for a few hours. And mm -hmm. uh, so... Yeah, I live in New Orleans. I'm a musician. I'm an artist. Um, or I like I like to create music. I I like to express music and create art and um, <gasps> ride people around on bikes. Apparently, is <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> um, and a great workout at that, right? It's a great workout. It's really. Mm. Um, it's a really awesome job because I get to kind of do, I really like having jobs. I have my freedom to do them how mm. I do. I don't like being micromanaged. Mm. Um, makes me really uncomfortable. So I enjoy managing myself and I pretty much do that for everything that I do, which is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Quite the good fortune. Well, thank you for that introduction. Um, and next, I would love to have you tell our audience the story of how our two planets bounced into each other and how we met. <laughs> <laughs> I forget which one I was wearing that day. Um, but you were playing trumps with Adrian Justanis, who is in a group. 
Well, he is New Thousand. Um, it's like electronic Balkan music, um, but now has live drums. Um, mm. And I was going to hula hoop. I forgot. I also hula hoop. Um, I was going to hula hoop with New Thousand uh, for a street performing thing, and I got there, and you were playing the drums. So that was mm -hmm. a, a night. It was like two, three hours of music and just dancing on the street for myself and drumming a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Wild people on Frenchman Street. Yeah. And the crowds, right? Was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hype man. I was the hype man, apparently. Yeah, you were quite the good hyper upper <laughs> i remember at one point you allowed so generously one of the audience members to use your hula hoop every time i do that i make sure to mention how much it costs and if they break it yeah. that to me just in case you know because like mm -hmm. Hate to be that. I would love to just be like, yeah, here, play the loop. But I'm like, if you play with it, it comes with responsibility. All right. Mm -hmm. so, yes, mom. <laughs> like this is like, I'm making money with this thing right now. Mm -hmm. Made an investment, yeah. and I'm like, I'm working right now. I had to say that to someone. The woman that wanted to do it was really drunk. And I was like, I don't. I don't want to just like blend it out right now. Mm -hmm. The guy was all like getting on me for being uptight. And I was like, I'm working right now. You know that, right? It's like, you see street performers. Everyone's just like, oh, you're just like having fun. And it's like, I'm actually like entertaining you and like getting, you know, I'm kind of like pulling. It's so like a living the industry. I mean, yeah. whether or not I signed a contract for the job, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. People, like serving a purpose. Um, and imagining this life without the entertainment industry, like without like when I'm in the industry, without really entertaining people who like to spread joy and like bring mm. up, you know, like that's mm. what we do. And um, yeah, it's really underestimated underappreciated a lot of the time so gotta make sure you know what you're worth hell yeah and that's why we're <laughs> here today to like showcase the life of a phenomenal artist and musician so with that um so i know that you're originally from delaware you grew up there so <laughs> tell me about what your life was like in delaware and you know what made you leave your comfort zone there, your family, your friends, to seek out uncharted territory in Wyoming? Um, I think there were a few kind of like transitional things that happened. Um, for, well, I don't know what happened first. I had a breakup and then I had like, I had some childhood pets. We had a cat die and then another dog and then another dog all in like a few months. And it was mm -hmm. like, I feel like that was kind of something that might've been, you know, I had that dog for like 18 years. Mm -hmm. I, and then I also graduated college like that same year. Mm -hmm. Kind of like I'm free from all of this stuff that was kind of an attachment um and i had a friend who was who used to live in yellowstone uh who told me that i could do it and um i was just like i just want to go somewhere i just want to do something you know and um she recommended i go out there and she was going to come out with me originally and then she couldn't go so I just decided, all right, well, I'm going to go by myself. Um, mm. And I went out there by myself, and it was, like, the best decision I've ever made. Um, yeah. As far as just 
Yeah, like De Delaware, my life in Delaware, um, it was wholesome, just like cute. Um, I kind of mm -hmm. started going to a lot of kind of like rave party kind of things in college that I would go to Philly and New York and Baltimore and DC and stuff and kind of just go out to see whoever was DJing or something. And so I was kind of like moving around a little bit, but I didn't really grow up. I guess I traveled a little bit, but not like a whole, whole, whole lot. Mm -hmm. um, and going somewhere like Wyoming from Delaware, I was in Delaware living there for like 22 years. And I left and I was like, well, there's a whole world out here. And like, I'm living out in it. And I sure this isn't the only spot that's really cool. So mm -hmm. I've been checking places out since then. So I've been, I think I went back to Delaware for like six months. And I was depressed and anxious a lot. Mm -hmm. Went back. Um, a lot of, cause I, when I left, I met a guy and then I went back to Delaware and I was like, this still isn't like sparking up my Delaware life to be that much more interesting to me. So then I ended up going out to Alaska and from there I haven't, I haven't lived really in Delaware since. I think I went back for like a month once because my car amazing broken down. Your what was? Car was broken down, so I had your to core was broken down. Gotcha. So I had to stay in Delaware a little. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to put a pin in that because I want to come back to it. But like, you mentioned sort of these life events in Delaware. Like you graduated college, you lost, you know, your dog. Um, but outside of that, and like the freedom that you felt, was there some kind of a push? that you felt some kind of a pull, like outside of the freedom, what kind of inspired you to sort of leave that comfort zone? Or, you know, had somebody, was it that friend who like had planted that seed on you in you? What kind of outside of the freedom that you felt gave you the momentum, the, the energy, the potential energy that you translated into the movement? Um, I think just having, because it is, it is weird when you are all of a sudden granted all of this freedom to do whatever, really, but then yep. there's pressure, like, to do the kind of standard living, um, and really wanting to resist that. I, I didn't. I graduated college because I really just wanted to get out of college and I got a lot of C's, you know, so I was kind of like, I'm ready to go, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I felt like a little lost. And I feel like just having someone put a little thing in my head, like, Hey, this is a cool spot to check out. You can check it out saying like, mm. you can do this and it's available and go for it. Um, because otherwise, I still do sometimes. I sit there and I'm like, I want to go to Costa Rica. I want to go to Mexico. I really want to go to Patagonia. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just like think of all these places and it's like, you got to take them all one at a time. So sometimes mm -hmm. until you, and I mean, personally, um, I can think about all these things in circles, mm -hmm. um, but just picking one is sometimes the hardest part because you could sit there trying to pick where you want to go for like years um, mm -hmm. and not go to any of them because you can't make up your mind. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I did have that little push. Um, I think the real push, like the push push was the breakup because I was just like, I'm ready to go now kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So you were in a relationship. I was for I was for a little bit, and then, but then I like before right like two or three weeks before I left, met another dude who was really great. Actually, like I'm really glad that that happened because there was a second where I was just like, 
men suck. And then I was like, he's really nice. He was really awesome. Our relationship didn't work out. But he's like a really nice, genuinely good person. And there was never anything like crazy that happened. I just was bored and wanted to go to Alaska. You know, mm -hmm. so so it was it was nice having a little reminder that mm -hmm. everyone is the same. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Amazing. And so, like, I know today's focus is going to be sort of your relationship with the big country and nature. But before we get to that, I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about what it was like for you to not just step out of your comfort zone, but live outside of your comfort zone, right? So um, when you moved to Wyoming, how long were you in Wyoming for? Um, so like paint us a picture of, you know, um, what it was like starting over from scratch in Wyoming, um, how long you were there. And then I'll, I'd love to ask a couple of follow-ups to better understand. Um, getting out of my comfort zone. There's something really, I feel like I get really uncomfortable when I catch myself living too comfortably, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of, I don't know what the word is. Um, but yeah, you know what, do you understand what I, yeah, it's like when you, you're like, oh my God, I've been doing kind of the same thing for this long. And uh, that is weird because I feel more comfortable when I'm doing crazy stuff or like going on adventures or something. I feel more, more fulfilled and I feel just more excited about life. Um, I like to be excited about life. There's so many exciting things going on. <laughs> um, so breaking out of my comfort zone was really scary i remember when i first got to wyoming it wasn't really working out like mm. tell us more <laughs> so, open uh, up <laughs> a few days of kind of some crazy craziness but because i i had gotten on a plane and then the plane was the flight got delayed or something and then I ended up um in Billings Montana for a few days because like I knew someone who lived out in Montana from like my old church from when I was a kid or something who came and scooped me up from the airport when I got there because originally there was supposed to be a shuttle that took me from the airport to Yellowstone I can't even remember how far, but it was far enough that it didn't make, that he like couldn't bring me. Um, so I ended up in Billings, uh, which I think was like six hours from Yellowstone or something. Mm -hmm. And um, because the next shuttle was coming on Tuesday mm -hmm. and it was Thursday. So all of a sudden I get there, I missed the shuttle. I had to have someone pick me up, bring me somewhere. Uh, I was in like a motel room in this place called Billings, Montana. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's not ideal. It's mm -hmm. hard, um, not really knowing what I was doing. And I remember being in this motel room and, it was like my best friend's birthday and the guy that I was like talking to, it was his birthday. And then I was just like there and I wasn't in Yellowstone and I was like by myself, just kind of like not where I wanted to be and mm -hmm. having this like breakdown kind of thing of like, what am I doing kind of. Um, and I remember walking out and I, I needed a haircut. I wanted to smoke and I wanted, I needed a ride to Yellowstone still. Um, and I was gonna like take a bus, but everyone was telling me not to because of how dangerous the bus stop was. Mm. Um, Cause it was, yeah, it was kind of a little rundown town. 
Um, and I wasn't really used to that. Like Delaware's Newark, Delaware is pretty safe. Mm. Like, um, mm. and I went outside and I met this woman who was kind of a little bit off her rocker, uh, a little bit, but she ended up giving me a haircut and smoked me out and driving me to Yellowstone all within like a 24 hour time period. And they took me on an adventure to this like mountain where we found arrowheads and like all this really cool stuff happened. Um, and I remember being like on the ride to Yellowstone, being in the car and I was just like, just kind of like driving, driving me a little crazy. And I was like, I'm just gonna sit in the back of the truck and I'm gonna get a six pack and I'm gonna put it in my camel back and I'm just gonna listen to music. Um, so I got into Yellowstone drinking beer out of a camel back with my headphones on, sitting in the back of a truck. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, <clears throat> so I think that as far as like the comfort zone thing, like, Usually when I feel myself kind of like cracking or just like having these like a little emotional breakdowns, like everything is falling apart. It's just like, oh, it is coming back together again. Mm. You know, like it's like repetitively, repetitively happens. Maybe because in comparison, you're like really bad. And then all of a sudden you're like back to normal or like, it's just like a dynamic of like, oh, well, here we go. You know, it like comes back like, that feeling it always like loops back around into something that was uh, that is just like unpredictably beautiful yeah 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 i mean that's that's a really cool realization to share so so thank you for taking us on that journey um and i'd love to sort of reiterate it in, in my own words um because i think there's there's something very profound here where you know, when you're out of your comfort zone or, and, you know, that could be your own choice in your case or life circumstance. Yeah. And just everything around you is falling apart <laughs> in your experience time and time again without fail. You know, it has eventually um, sort of come back together to where that difference allows you to you know um transcend that suffering yeah and that state of mind mm -hmm. that's that's beautiful um and that's something i think what you said about it happening you know time and time again is something that i know for myself i can put a lot of faith in even if i'm not used to you know um pushing myself uh, to be uncomfortable um, as much. It's something that I can hold on to um, and put my faith in. So, so thank you for that. Um, I guess um, with that, um, you know, Wyoming and you mentioned Alaska, these are, these are places that are very, very well known for their natural beauty, right? And just they're raw. I mean, I've never been to Alaska, but I've been to Wyoming and just, I mean, even if you've never been to Wyoming, I'm sure like people have seen pictures. It's, it feels like a different world in the most beautiful way, especially for me as somebody who grew up a city boy, I was quite sheltered um, from nature growing up. So why don't you tell me if you could, um, your love story with, you know, the big country and like, did you always grow up, um, you know, sort of spending time in nature in Delaware or was it something that you weren't as experienced in that you sort of were more exposed to in Wyoming? Um, I wasn't super experienced. I definitely had more exposure than a lot of people as far as like I didn't grow up in concrete like I did I like had a yard and I would run around in my yard and like catch frogs and you know it was it was small nature like it wasn't it wasn't like 
like Delaware's not a huge there's not there's no mountains you know it's it's small yeah. cute and quaint um mm-hmm. but there is nature that you can explore like you can go hiking or walking almost hiking <laughs> funny like really random thing i accidentally opened my all trails in new orleans the other day and it was like it had like the description for the river walk and it was mm. like it, i mean all like, every trail that you're gonna find in new orleans is like easy 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 and they're all like half a mile long mm. and i opened it up and it was just like looking at this description and i'm like this is a hike like it's like <laughs> all trails sure but um yeah so it was it was cute like i would run around in the woods in my backyard i remember like they built a house in my woods territory and i was really upset about it when i was 12. still kind of you know i like to go back there was like this spot by the pond i called it my super secret special spot a lot of s's and it was free i would go sit by and just like hang out by myself and it was like my little jill time i would go there when i was mm-hmm. upset. and now uh, there was this house right next to it and i would have to sneak through their yard if i wanted to go mm-hmm. um and it was yeah so i I've, i spent a lot of time outside as a kid i really love being <laughs> i really love being outside um, feeling fresh air um but I wasn't really, I wasn't exposed to like big, big hikes. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I remember I hiked Mount Washington when I was in college with some friends. We all went up to New Hampshire. And I think, I think that might have been like the first big one I did, but it was like nine hours in a day that we just went up it was awesome it was so that's cool. legit yeah it was so cool um really really sick hike if anyone is hikers that's listening or watching um so i, I wasn't really exposed to big nature i was just kind of appreciated like the outdoors and mm-hmm. around in the woods so I had never really been like camping mm-hmm. um, in the style that I now go camping. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. Just like meeting, you know, cause when, when you work in a national park, like people, I mean, in general, I went out there cause I wanted to explore and be on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I didn't really go for my love of waitressing, you know, but that's what I was mm-hmm. doing. Waitressing in a national park so that I could be in nature. Um, and a lot of people like, you know, they go out because they want to go hiking. They go out there and do it because they want to be in nature and they can spend, it was four months mm-hmm. um, in Yellowstone being a waitress. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like dorm housing and they had like a meal plan because the closest grocery store was in jackson hole which is like a two-hour drive mm-hmm. everything away I was not used to that um so yeah so my my whole love love story with nature i think it's still building up um mm-hmm. figuring out a lot of things but a lot of it i've figured out with people and a lot of it i've figured out on my own um both have their benefits so Mm -hmm. but but yeah my first time like going really camping out in like a crazy mountain or anything Mm -hmm. um and driving really far off road was with some friends out in wyoming Mm. so i think you know you mentioned how you know you you learn a lot as a result of your own independent exploration as well as other people. And so I'd love to spend a few minutes talking about the other people and and begin by asking you, as a woman, did you encounter any stereotypes that you had to grapple with um, 
to sort of build your confidence, build your courage, you know, in this regard? Um, I feel like that's just kind of been a lifelong thing. Um, mm. As far as like this specifically, I think when I go home and I talk mm. to about the stuff I've done, they're just like, what? Because it's a different world. Mm -hmm. If I'm out in Colorado and I'm talking about it, it's normal. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, I don't, maybe I'm not like a big deal, you know. <laughs> but if I go home, I'm like telling my, like a lot of people that I grew up and my parents about it. Mm -hmm. What did you do? Um, so I think like there's, as far as stereotypes, um, the ones that I've like fought with the most in my lifetime is the physical strength mm. um, one. And as far as like, I am a really strong woman um, mm -hmm. and I grew up an athlete and like did grow up playing with like, I, I didn't really want to be a girl when I was a kid because I was expected to do really boring stuff in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I remember there was this girl who I grew up with who was always like, I would burp and she would be like, that's gross. Like, don't you want to be a lady? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, so there, there have been a lot of kind of like expectations kind of thrown on me. I feel like um, getting out of Delaware has been helpful and also opened me up to fact that like a lot of people have it a lot harder um in that regard than I did in the amount that I I never really I just kind of fought with the expectation a little mm -hmm. bit. I but like my parents didn't really like push any expectations on me or anything. Mm -hmm. Um but I don't know. I mean there's certain things that I when I'm traveling I'm really careful about. Or it's like mm -hmm. telling people where I'm staying or like um, just really checking out where I am when I'm camping somewhere. I try to get there before it's dark so that I can like see my surroundings. Mm -hmm. Anyone creepy around? Cause there's like weird stuff that happens. Um, I sleep with a machete. <laughs> nice. And when I came to New Orleans, I was really scared because I had never lived in a city and I had never lived anywhere that had much of a crime rate. Mm -hmm. um, so I started doing martial arts. I got a job at a Krav Maga studio <clears throat> um, and I got free classes and I was there like every day. Um, so I was living mm -hmm. and I got access to the gym when I wasn't working. So I would just do classes all the time. Um, because I was, I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the city. I came here, I didn't know anybody and mm. I had to figure out where it was safe and where it wasn't and like, mm -hmm. uh, meet people. And, um, so I think like there have been some times I've been like nervous about being a woman doing what I do. Um, but I just have tried to be really safe about not just while I'm traveling, opening up my car and being like, here's mm -hmm. my everyone walking by on the sidewalk, you know, like I just try and keep it really discreet and not look like there's anyone in there. Um, mm -hmm. that's my ability. Um, is what I'm cause otherwise I do get like nervous if someone is creepy um about like oh no they know what my car looks like or something you know mm -hmm. um yeah 
Yeah. Makes sense. So I know that, you know, um obviously your level of comfort with exploring nature as courageously as you do is something that has come to you over time and i know that you know um you talked about your first legit mountain hiking experience in mount washington and i know that you know you've done a solo backpacking trip um and i i want to spend some time talking about that but i guess before we get there i'd love to get a sense of you know how did your friends or the people in your life as it relates to um you know exploring nature how they helped build up your capabilities and confidence and you know what did it take from you to be able to be open to that um you know just so that we get a better sense of the process um, over time i mean i feel like as soon as you express an interest in something like that i mean there's there's people who do way more extensive backpacking trips than i've ever done um mm. and it's like if you meet someone who is an expert and they're like super comfortable with with it and you see how comfortable they are and you're just like why am i so uncomfortable you know it's like <laughs> so sometimes it's just like meeting that right person who's just like comfortable and pulls you out into it um and that's kind of i mean when i went camping in yellowstone or i was asked to go camping and i was like oh, i've never like gone camping before <laughs> like that you know um and mm. I think just being with people who were comfortable doing it. Mhm. Mm doing it. Um yeah. So, I think a lot of kind of transitioning into new territory is just meeting new people. Mhm. Mm Sometimes that's kind of like a lonely road for a little bit when you're like transitioning out of something and into something else. you kind of like where do i go where is this person that i want to meet and then you got to like kind of seek seek it out um but yeah just um i think just 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 doing it is the most important part <laughs> so you said you said something very interesting um and i think this is a very important theme which is you know you didn't sit on your ass for these people to come into your life right um you put yourself out there you sought them out and as someone who sort of didn't grow up as a woman do you feel like you know personally or otherwise that there are certain hurdles internal or otherwise that you had to sort of grapple with or overcome to put yourself out in a way to sort of be able to you know meet those people um um sometimes i get really i'm i'm told that no one can ever tell that this is happening when mm -hmm. but i can get really socially anxious mm. like just really like when i'm meeting someone this like thing of like they're not going to like me it's just like in but um yeah so sometimes i deal with that and i just got to like um get that expectation to just be like that's not it's not really a rational rational thing for the moment um and also it really doesn't matter if everybody likes you or not like cuz not everybody is going to so that's also an important thing to remember it's just like be yourself you know mm -hmm. um so i just practice being myself um <laughs> and I think that's really uh important 
to remember when you're like moving around and traveling a lot, it's kind of when you feel a little lost or directionless or something, just trying to like recenter yourself is really important. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, as far as like socially anxious hurdles, I definitely go with those and like, kind of like I said, kind of these bouts of feeling really lonely, which is also like, I don't know. There's such a huge community of people. Um, I think lately I've been seeking out of feminine community. Um, and it's been awesome. Um, as far as like hanging out with other women, because sometimes when I am out traveling and stuff and I meet men, I don't always know their intentions. Yeah. Or I feel like I do, and then, like, I didn't, or mm -hmm. it's just, like, yeah, I, I feel like it's it's easier. Um, it's empowering for me to meet other women who are doing the things that I'm doing. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. And it was nice feeling empowered, you know? Um, so lately, I've I've really been steering myself towards like okay where are these like strong independent women in the community like come together like i want to be in that um because yeah because my my brain kind of i can really isolate myself a lot sometimes and um uh, then you find that there's a community that is also full of people who potentially do the same exact thing. And then you find each other and you're like, Oh wow, I'm not by myself. You know, like mm -hmm. got all these other people who are doing the exact same thing I'm doing. And, um, it's, yeah, you don't feel so weird afterwards, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So let's talk about your solo backpacking trip. Um, so, <laughs> Um, this is quite, you know, uh, I have no idea. Um, so I myself have done a solo backpacking trip and it's not an easy decision to make. Um, and so, you know, at this point, how much time have you sort of, um, spent sort of doing being in the mountains, um, you know, exploring, um, how long has it been, um, you know, um, in the lead up to this solo backpacking trip? I'm trying to like paint a picture of, you know, what kind of experience you've had. And the next thing I want to talk about is like, you know, the lead up to your decision-making, right? Mm. Um, well, last year, was that last year? Summer, right? Two years ago. Okay. Um, my friends and I took off on a, like, excursion through Arkansas. Mm. And I went backpacking with them. It was, like, me and three friends. Um, and I think that, like, I had, I had never really gone backpacking before mm. i'm really good at living out of a car i've like lived out of a backpack in montreal mm. um, but i hadn't like gone into the woods and just been like okay i'm gonna like be here for a few days i hadn't mm. ever done that um and i did that with some friends and it was really awesome and it was really fun and i felt so refreshed and just like amazing when i got out of there um and <clears throat> i wanted to do that again um and sometimes i'm not really sure who to ask i don't really know who i want to like spend that much time with i don't really mm -hmm. know where i want to go i'm not much of a planner i'm kind of working on that a little bit because <laughs> there's certain things <laughs> you want to do that are a little bigger than the stuff i've done because i don't plan very well and i just kind of go for it when I'm going for it. Um, spontaneous decision-making. Um, 
So I guess what Yellowstone was when I was 22. I'm 30 now. This turned 30 in February. And um, congratulations. Thank you. So it's been about eight years since I've left Delaware. Um, kind of gone out and been doing this stuff. And two years ago, I did my first like backpack, like real backpacking, backpacking thing. Oh no, I did one in Alaska. I lied. I did do one. I did it with some friends. I forgot about that. That was really great. Um, so I had done it before, but <laughs> but I was very unprepared when I did that first one. This one I had a little more prep and. Um, mm -hmm. A little more guidance before going in there and a better backpack, I think. Was mm. um, so you had a couple, you know, a few, maybe a handful of experiences going backpacking with, with some friends. Um, talk to us about the lead up and the decision to, to go backpacking solo. And, you know, what were some of the, not hurdles that you were trying to navigate, but the resistance, if any, right? That you were trying to navigate to make that decision. I am doing this. Yeah. Um, I think just like getting ready sometimes takes me a long time. And I'm like, do I have everything? I don't know. What if I like forgot this one thing? Da, da, da. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, <clears throat> what I like to do now which I, I try to stick to this more is writing out lists um, and writing in my journal. I journal a lot. I journal a lot more intentionally than I used to. I used to just mm. kind of like, like, I don't know, just kind of dumb girly stuff when I was younger in my diary kind of thing. And now I'm like, okay, like, what am I like? What are my intentions? You know, so when I write things out in my journal, if I read them back, I kind of see like what I really want. Um, and you can log those patterns, those like thought patterns. Um, and so much of it was like, I want to be in the mountains, I want to be out in nature. Um, and being I think now, like, being in New Orleans, kind of, like, a little bit more city-conditioned, I lose I lose a little bit of my comfort level sometimes. And then I go back out in nature, and I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot what this felt like, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not just, like, consistently out in it. So I have to kind of, like, work myself back into that a little. Um, but the decision-making process um, is also – for myself, I'm really working on remembering doing one thing at a time because I can go through hikes and just scroll through them and be like, that one looks cool. That one also looks cool, but that one also looks cool. And I could do that for a really long time um, before actually making a decision. So now I'm a little more like, okay, that one looks cool. Stop looking, you know? Um, it's like someone hands you a huge menu and there's like 12 ham sandwiches and he's like, which one do I want to pick? You know? Um, <laughs> so I think just remembering that it was really important for my decision making just in general one thing at a time um, and um, yeah kind of figuring out when to do it when I did it when I did this I was also I was on adventure tour so I decided I just kind of booked three gigs for my music out in Colorado and decided I was going to go hiking for the rest of the time. And then I started getting a bunch of gigs and I was actually stressed for a second because I had so much music I was doing in the mm. week and I wasn't hiking as much because I was nervous about my time management mm. um, and being late for my gigs and like all this stuff. Um, so there was a lot of adjusting I was working with, but when I would have days off, I would, I was trying to find hikes where I could um, go in for like a few days and, just hang out and come back out um, and not being like super familiar with the area and where it was actually like available to do that. Um, I was just kind of asking people who I met or who I knew instead of scrolling on an app it was a lot more um, rewarding 
to ask a person because it really narrows it down to they're not going to list like 200 ask you to scroll yeah um so i'd say talk to people (laughs) talking to people when you're really trying to learn an area is so much more effective than going on phone on your phone and just like googling everything um yeah and um yeah i would say that was okay process yeah yeah so how long was your trip and you know where so paint us a picture of like you know where you're doing the solo backing trip backpacking trip um i think i only really did just like one night in on the ones i did this summer um okay still figuring out um what to pack a little bit the one i did gray rock which is right by fort collins it's really beautiful but i did get lost for a little bit of a time without water which is really great um so tell us more details right um because i wanted to sort of dive into that um that specific one (laughs) yeah that specific one um so that one uh there was water right at the very beginning i have like my little water filter things filtered water i filled up the biggest thing of water i could and like walked in and there wasn't any other water for the rest of the time i was Mm -hmm. thinking there might be something there was nothing um and I got, I started getting in and I was kind of looking around like, where do I want to camp? And the sun was going down. I just kind of found this really pretty spot in the valley. And like, you got to like hang up a bear bag when you're out there. Mm-hmm. You just like sleep with your bacon. You know, you want to put that somewhere. So <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I... So I hung my bear bag. So really quick for people who have never been backpacking. So basically, basically, you know, when you bring your food into, you know, the backcountry or like the nature, the wilderness, you can't just have it on you overnight, right? Like you have to keep it at least X yards away from where you're sleeping and you have to like tie it high up in a tree. Um, And there's a process to it. It's not very hard, but the idea is, is, you're trying to separate where you're sleeping from where your food is. Um, Find you. Yes. Yes. Please continue. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, Yeah. So I did that. And then like I, the next day was like, I just want to climb to the top of this mountain and then, like come down i like woke up early and made breakfast and um ditched my backpack i just like hit it somewhere and i had like a little camelback mm-hmm. or no it wasn't a camelback it was like my dry bag um that i just put i had like an apple and some other stuff but i didn't yeah. sunscreen which is mm-hmm. that's the thing like that's i'm so ginger it's just yeah that was that's not <laughs> it's not smart for me um so without i didn't have sunscreen i didn't have enough water i ran out of water um and i ended up going to the top of this mountain rock it was like a giant rock at the top and i on the way down lost the trail for a second and I thought I could loop back around and find it, and then I didn't. And I ended up on the other side of that top of the mountain. And I had to circle around the bottom and go all the way around. But there was, like, wow. no shade. Like, the sun was, like, directly on top of me. So I couldn't – like, I found shade, like, a good amount of shade one time. It was, like, this rock that was kind of like this, like – kind of leaned over and I like hid underneath of it for a second and I ate this apple and I was like okay like 
I got to find the trail and I knew how to get back to the trail. It was just like, how long is it going to take me to get there? And do I have enough stuff with me to be like, okay, for that amount of time. Mm. Um, and I also was, there was like poison oak everywhere. <laughs> so I was like hopping on rocks and trying to not be walking through a bunch of stuff that I was going to really regret later. Um, so it was an adventure. I was honestly like kind of terrified for a second, mainly because of the sunscreen thing. That's just an anxiety that I have for myself because I have yeah. really pale skin. Um, <clears throat> so I did feel really goofy though, because when I got back to the trail, there was all these people that were just doing it as a day hike. Uh-huh. And they all had like these like fancy leggings on and like, looked all like clean and they're just like walking with their dogs and I like come out of the bushes like covered in stuff and just like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god just like don't talk to anybody just like like I just need to process all that for a second but it's like yeah that was just me being I, I can you know when I'm by myself it's it's yeah, it's a little it's a little unnerving when I get lost when I'm by myself. Um, but that's also stuff I could prevent by downloading a map before I go in and uh, bringing more water with me. It's like all things that like I could have done so much better and I didn't. Um, that like really freaked me out. Um, but I'm glad it happened. Mm. Uh, there's so many wild experiences that have happened out in nature um that it's like you just gotta trust like i'm gonna be okay i just gotta like figure out what to do right now like what can i do that will benefit me right now like one step at a time kind of thing um <laughs> so there have been a, a few a few wild things um, that have happened in life like that. Yeah. Gotta be like, you know, I'm going to figure this out and just have a po optimistic attitude to the best of your ability. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because you say, you know, like, um, sounds like some of the lessons that you learned from that experience was, you know, bring more water, the, the downloading the map. And honestly, you, one of the things, one of the ways in which you and I are alike in that I have this propensity to not plan as much either. Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, the, the good thing is, is despite these situations that we get ourselves into, um, we end up okay <laughs> and we learn we learn from our experiences yeah. right yeah. um and 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 you know i guess what i'm trying to say is there's something in, inexplicable i feel within that like when you take those risks <laughs> It's not ones that are going to be like in the grand scheme of things once you've gone out of it that you realize weren't that crazy, you know, and you kind of talked about how when you came back out, you saw these people in their <laughs> fancy, cute leggings with their dogs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cause, cause I've definitely been there too. You know, I have, I have, I have been there, um, and and I feel you. But you know, if I let, because I can tell you that I had some of those fears, um, different scenarios in my mind in the lead up to my solo backpacking trip, and I can tell you I was this close to not doing uh, my trip, right? Um, and, and it was quite the, for me, I'll speak for myself, quite the, um, um, you know, push and like 
exercise in like courage to just still do it. Um, but like, had I sort of, you know, succumbed to it, which it would have been okay, you know, um, I would not have realized this. And, and now as a result of that experience, I know that I can trust my instincts better when I have this desire to go after something and I like plan something out that there is something inexplicable within me that is looking out for myself. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, um, I guess one question that I have for you is if you had the power to turn back time, right? Uh Um, And you had a choice to choose that exact same experience, knowing now how it turned out. Would you choose it or would you not? Um, And there's no wrong answer, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like every little tiny... Yeah, no, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change anything. Um, If I were to change anything, I would do more, Um, which is, like, what I'm wanting to do now. So I'm just like, okay, well, I can't change it, so I want to do more trips, and I'm looking into going other places. Um, But that specific experience, I I can't say I would change it. Because so quick clarification. Yeah. You said if you could change it, would you change, you know, would you choose to do more in that experience or just? I would have done more backpacking trips. Gotcha. Yeah. During that time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a feeling that you are going to be doing more. many more. And, you know, I'm going to put it out into the universe that if, if it deems so, that you and I get to do a backpacking trip one day. Yes. But, yes. Sorry? <laughs> I was, that was what you were playing with. I was like, is that dental floss? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just in case you all on the podcast missed it, we're filming live and Jillian caught me just randomly playing with my dental floss and called me out on it. (laughs) And and I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. Like I had a show the other day and like I was playing this song. It was kind of like a sad song. And afterwards, I looked at my friend and I was like, are you crying right now? But I didn't mean it just came out of my mouth. And I was like, oh, shit. That was like, (laughs) it's like, I should probably let people cry. I (laughs) love it. And not only that, I'm going to make sure when we do post-production that this part stays. Oh, beautiful. Because it's such a high note, you know. Um, On that note... Um, let's culminate for today. Um, Jillian, thank you so much for making the time to, to show up, um, be fully present and, you know, uh, sort of be so open and honest about your life, um, and sharing it with the audience to help enrich their life and nudge them to to get out of your comfort zone um is there are there any last words that you would like to share with the audience before we uh break um i guess just yeah if if there's something that you really want to do um i think just focusing on the steps to get there's a little less overwhelming than thinking about the end point. Um, so it's just something to remember one thing at a time. I gotta tell I gotta remind myself about that all the time. 
Um, otherwise, I just run around like a stress monkey. I don't know what that means, but it felt right to say so. Uh. <laughs> of course, yeah, of course. I think that's. I think that's it. All right. Well, yeah. thank you so much, and thank you, thank you, thank you to our wonderful audience for joining. And uh, I wish you um, love and light. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Get Out of Your Comfort Zone series. This episode was such a great reminder for me about the power we gain when we decide to embrace our fears, live in the moment, and make the choice to move forward. I hope it moved you and inspired you if you are feeling stuck with something in your life. If you would like to further connect with Jillian, please see her contact in the description. Please consider taking a moment to rate this podcast. Please consider showing us some love on your Instagram story. You can find our info in the episode description. Until the next episode, I wish you infinite love and light. Thank you so much for tuning in.